You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Emma. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 201. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Ciro Garcia. <laughs> and, um, and we... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, all right? <laughs> I was making a dramatic entrance. You were making a dramatic entrance. Um, anyways, we are here tonight. We bring, we're bringing you a special episode. This is an episode that we recorded at Farpoint 2014. And it's one of the panels that we had a, the privilege of actually sitting on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we did a panel on Arrow, and Arrow is absolutely phenomenal show. It continues to be phenomenal and and good, and we have a couple episodes left this season yet. Mm-hmm. And we thought, before we get to the end, and so uh, before we get to the end, we're going to air this episode. Now, please understand that this episode was recorded at the beginning of February, or middle of February, yeah, middle and February. so many episodes have happened since then. And so some of the information will be maybe a little bit dated, but there's some good relevant, uh, relevant, relevant information um, about the show that we're uh, going to be sharing. If nothing else, you get to hear a bunch of people geek out about a show they love. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Em, just so you know, you will not hear Em's voice in the panel. Would Why you? is that Em? Because I wasn't there because I don't watch the show. Yeah. You were actually there in the background, but you were dealing with that whole key debacle. All right, can we not bring that up? Because I was, I all right. So I lost my car keys, my set of car keys. I must have had them in my hand while I was rocking around the little stores and the shops, and just left them on a table or something. And these guys were awesome and like tore, like walked through the whole place with yeah, we, me. We tore the and hotel I had to call part. a locksmith, and I have the most expensive key to my car now. And that's it. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was that was that was tough. But anyways, this was happening as we did the Arrow panel, and and David Moulton did the recording for us, and mm-hmm. we sat up there with Ron Hall, who's an avid comic book geek and uh, knows a lot more about the comic books in Arrow, and he was our gave our comic book basis for the Arrow, really. Right, and uh, he's a he's a face at the at the at the, the cons and yeah, both Shoreleave. Um, I wonder if Balticon too he doesn't show up at, but the cons mm-hmm. in the Baltimore area you'll see his face pop up. But this is our panel that we did at Farpoint, and um, it's us just geeking out about Arrow. So if you like Arrow, hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to our Where is the Arrow Pointing panel, where we're talking about Arrow and the show that we are absolutely passionate about and love. 
why don't we really quickly introduce ourselves and uh my name is scott herzog and i'm co-host of a podcast called the sci-fi diner podcast and also the dune saga podcast Ah, my name is Randy Hall, and I'm the captain of the Star, the USS Chesapeake awesome. Star Trek and Science Fiction Club. Awesome. I co-host the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, oh. also with my friend Scott, and <laughs> and she's not in the room at the moment, but uh, we have a female co-host also. And David's in the back running sound for us right now, so he's not a part of the Sci-Fi Diner, but does the Dune Saga podcast with us. So, mm. yeah. so Arrow... Let's start off with a big announcement. Oh, yeah, big announcement. You, why don't you give this a big announcement? Oh, it, it went early, late last week, around Thursday or Friday, the CW renewed Arrow for a third season. This is awesome. We get more Arrow. More mm-hmm. Arrow to come. And the other one was Supernatural. We don't know what the tomorrow people will hold, but Arrow is, uh, you know, is raring for a third season. And so that's awesome. I yeah, I, I, I was happy to hear it. You know, I went down, uh, we... Um, when season one ended uh-huh. of Arrow, uh-huh. it remained for me, and I, I went on record as saying that it was the best finale mm. I had seen in a long time. Just the way it kind of left us hanging. It was good action. There was good scripting in it. And so I was stoked when the show came back for a second season and um, absolutely continue to love it. I love the writing in it. I love the darkness of it. Wow. The characters. It's just good. The little DC Easter egg characters named Roy Harper and and one of uh, Ollie's si- uh, sister's name. Her nickname was Speedy. So there's a lot of those little things that are, are put into that. And I, I get a kick out of it. Because they obviously know that, that a lot of us who watch are familiar with the character for the, from the comic. Right. So that's really cool. I enjoy that. Yeah. I, I didn't read the Green Arrow comics. Saw a little bit on maybe the Super Friends or Justice League. So, so that was my really mm-hmm. only um, familiarity with, with uh, Smallville. Well, sm- oh. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, know. I, 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 I liked. But you know, I it was a grand at the time. It was a limited um, experience with Green Arrow. But then when they did this, I mean, it just blew my mind. I mean, yeah. um, well, they so- took the elements of that really weren't explored as much, or at least I that I, I didn't see explored as much, and then really made that part of his character, like his five year years on the island, his relationship with his family, um, just that he. He's coming back with a mission, but he's a damaged man. Yeah, and well, he's that that part of it was I never really saw explored before. So, well, there's a lot of things different in Arrow than how they had been in the comics. Mm-hmm. The idea of that in the comics, Ollie had been on the island for like five years all alone. Now, which which comic book storyline was that where he was on the island? Well, I mean, for for decades, that's been Green Arrow's origin. Okay. And uh, like I say, uh, Roy Harper came along, uh, and so uh, Green Arrow had drew a lot from Batman. You had the Arrow Car, the Arrow Cave, you know, all those kinds of things. But you know that was that was good in the fifties when you know people wanted more of the kind of thing that Batman was. Right. But when they announced that Arrow was coming, and it was a a follow up to Smallville. I curled up in a corner because, oh gosh, was I was Smallville a wreck? And I, and I mean, my brother records it, and when people start talking, he hits the mute button, and the teen angst 
done. I mean, the guy who played uh, Clark Kent was like getting in his 30s, and he was still Superboy. So uh, at first I didn't watch Arrow, but I, a couple of other people told me how really good it was, and I matched. I saw one, and I was in love. That was a. It was. It was not only intelligently done. The people, the stunts and all those kinds of things were, were done well, the effects. And if Lost had done the island story as well as Arrow did, it would still be on the air. And I find it interesting, the quality of writing, that when they come to the end of an hour, they go. the, the last thing that you see is something that happened on the island five years ago. So, you know, we know all is still going to be around. So the fact that they're doing that, I, I think that's a, a sign of really strong writing. That they're giving us the, the, what we're gonna, the, what happened and made Ollie the way he was. Yeah. And, and what turned him into the vigilante. Yeah. Well, and then this season we got, you know, uh -huh. Sarah's background even as part of that, the island premise, which, you know, adds another layer mm. to, what's going on in the Arrow's life and what he really knew about Sarah being alive. Because the whole first season, we really don't know, um, really don't know that storyline much at all, except for the little bit that's kind of thrown in flashbacks on the boat. I like that they're still, they've only explored about maybe a year or so of his life on the island. Right. So there's still lots, lots of more to explore and lots more that can inform you know, who he is now. Yes. So I, it, well, when he came back to Starling City, his premise was that his father had given him a book of all these names of people who had either failed or damaged Starling City, which in the comics is Star City. Um, <laughs> as a result of that, he went through it. But, you know, there, there were many clever deals going on in the first season. I, I, I thought it was really interesting that here his best friend, you know, he won't even tell his best friend that he's Arrow, and he only picks a couple of people who can really assist him. Diggle, which, by the way, is named for one of the writers of Green Arrow in the comics, and uh, Felicity, the uh, computer expert. So I thought that that made a nice team with it. And when we found out there was, of course, a dark Arrow, a black Arrow type guy, and when we found out who he was, am I giving anything horribly away here that I love the fact that they had the Merlin family because in the comics one of Green Arrow's deadliest foes is Merlin so lo and behold we find now there's the there's this and we find out that John Barrowman who was sort of a, a, a sort of an opposite number who another billionaire who who wanted to blow up the city basically you know have a, a different vision of taking care of the city that's right and when we find out, and of course, when Arrow fought this dark archer at first, he ended up in hospital, and he almost gave up doing this stuff. So I thought, wow, a hero who questions whether he has the stuff to accomplish that mission. And when we get to the end of the season, his best friend is killed, and it makes him change his ways. He doesn't want to be killing people anymore. Yeah, we almost aren't following the list anymore. Oh, anyway. yeah, the whole thing. That whole thing is evaporating. It was a great first season thing, but second season, we haven't really followed it much. Did we follow anything in the list this season? I don't know. They, me they mention it. I don't. They mentioned this person being on the list, but that's about it. I don't think they've done anything with the list this time. I think, you know, in, in some ways, some of the worst things that can happen to a show like Lost is they're successful 
for the first season, and that's all they have figured out. So the second season, they're like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. What are we going to do here? With Arrow, we saw the change of Ollie from being a, a, a murderer. But let's face it, when you're shooting arrows, those have darn sharp tips. And so you're liable to kill somebody, but with the death of his best friend, who was uh, Merlin's son. Tommy. Tommy, and it changed Arrow, Ollie Queen's view as to what his mission should be. So right from the start, you know, the second season, they had a whole, all this stuff. And, there, and another thing really, am I, I think I'm soaking up too much time. Anybody, um, one of the things I loved about, love about Arrow is the villains. Oh my gosh, you know, they've had various... Creepiest the Dollmaker. Oh, that one, that really, you're right. That Which was one? that. The Dollmaker. The Dollmaker. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and like I said, we had Merlin as the Dark Archer. And we have had several other new and interesting villains instead of just plucking them out of the comic books. They've made their own. And I think in a lot of ways that's added <coughs> to the mythology in Arrow. I like that they. Just, I'm not saying the uh, the more comic book y campy approach is is bad, but I'm just. But what I like what they've done with Arrow is they've played it very straight. It, there's really no, nobody has any superpowers. Not yet. Not yet. But everything everything <laughs> is sort of it. still yes. grounded <laughs> into reality. Um, yes. The you know um, even the. Sort of the, the villains. Um, oh, Count yeah. Vertigo. Yeah, it, it, he's he, you know, he's a crazy drug dealer. Right. <laughs> well, but it it's works. Like, it's named for the drug. And even 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 when they're dealing with the drug with Miracle, mm -hmm. they, you know, they, that's really a drug, a chemical thing that enhances strength. It's not like it's a mutated strength or superpower that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I agree with you that the villains are excellent. And you never know from week to week. What, like I say, in this season we brought in Barry Allen, right? Who at the end of the episode gets hit by lightning with all these chemicals. And those of us who read the comics understand that that means he's becoming the Flash, right? Which we haven't seen yet. But I, in fact, I kind of like the fact that that happened a few episodes ago, and we really haven't seen the resolution of that. So, but the, like I say, there is talk of a spinoff called The Flash, and there's the Barry Allen who's going to play The Flash. I, I'm, you know, Smallville just about made me, uh, you know, I, I almost was like, oh, I can't stand it. And then Arrow came on. I wouldn't watch it at first because they said it was a follow-up to Smallville. Oh, but then my brother and some others said, you got to watch this. So they recorded the first few episodes, and, and I'm like, Wow, you know, I, there's wonderful writing. Oh my gosh! And like, like some of the other characters they brought in, um, Dinah Lance, wasn't it, or is her first name Laurel? Laurel. No, the mother, Dinah, and the sister Sarah. Oh, oh, no, it's Laurel. It's Laurel. Laurel's the older sister, and Sarah's yeah. the younger sister. Yes, yes. Laurel and Sarah. Yeah. And the mother's Dinah. Yeah. Yes. We've well, had only a minor role, but God's right. coming. Well, I'm interested with what they do, and they find they keep finding interesting things for the characters to do. I thought it was just absolutely fascinating that here this guy was wanting to blow up the city, and uh, Ollie's mother is part of the organization that's doing that. Yeah. And and as a result of that, 
she ends up in jail. And I'm like, consequences. Yeah. You know, this isn't just your episodic thing. And she ends up in jail and is, is found not guilty. I do like the fact that they don't let the characters avoid consequences as your general rule in this one. Uh, I think that's a terrific aspect of it. And now, for, I don't know if I'm giving it away, she has a different career path in mind right, right. now. Right. Am I spoiling anything for anybody? No. Hopefully, is everyone caught up? You're uh, not? Oh, it's okay? Okay. She's uh, going to run for mayor of the city again. because she was acquitted. Yeah. So, And I'm sitting there going, good gosh, they keep coming up with clever little things. And then we have the whole, we have the whole uh, sister plot. Yeah. yeah. And Roy Harper ends up getting, you know, this super strength stuff. Miracle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm sitting there going, well, he's not going to be speedy. <laughs> so what we'll are some see. things that are sticking out for you in this season? Or that, what are some, some of the things that you're liking about Arrow? Either season. Yeah, either season. That matter. I like that it's, I like that it's, it's, it's real. That it, even though it's a superhero show, it, it has it, it's a little more real. So that going back to last uh, the finale from last year, that the superhero didn't win. The city wasn't part of this portion of the city was in fact leveled. The bad guys won. That's what they they worked for years, spent lots of money for lots of people to accomplish this bad thing, and they they were the winners because they got the bad thing after all. And then um, going back to one of you mentioned. Um, uh, the, the villains are more grounded in reality. What the villain from a couple of weeks ago when they found the prototype of the earthquake machine. Yes. That guy was a mercenary who was doing the shipping. It's like he wasn't going to use the, the, the machine or whatever. He didn't invent the machine, had nothing to do with the machine. He was just the trucking guy. But that's a really bad guy because he well, had custody of it. And it's like, he knew that he could. Because I live in a major city. And in a major city, those are our bad guys. The, 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 the guy taking money to do one bad thing for another well, bad guy. That's one of the things I liked about that character. He wasn't out to destroy anybody. He wasn't out to the, he wanted to make money. And that's why he went for it. And that kind of motivation, I said, well, wow, that is it. That, that's clever writing on their part again. Yeah. Again. Anybody else? What do you think of the uh, mother and her Which husband? Which one? Uh, Ollie's. Ollie's mother? Mother and husband. I wouldn't vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's too, there is a little bit too much deviant. De yeah, there's too much. Oh. Uh, I wouldn't vote for Sebastian either. Oh. Well, I would, but I, but as, a, as an audience member, it. I know not to vote for Sebastian. Right. But if I'm just a member of uh, a citizen of Starling City and I see this guy is doing all these wonderful things, it's, it's no choice. Do I right. vote for Sebastian Blood or the woman who helped blow up part of the city? <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, and then I'd pay the price later. Right. Let <laughs> me again mention that, that the whole business of Brother Blood and, and Sebastian Blood, just as, see, I, I love the writing and the stories. and That's one of the reasons I'm absolutely fascinated with Arrow. And the thing that I really enjoyed about that whole business, just as someone is telling Diggle or whoever it is that you can't trust this Sebastian blood, that he's a mean, dirty, rotten, no good, you switch over and there's all these shaking hands with all Oh, I know, and you're like, oh, this Ooh. is good. When he kills his mother. Oh. God, there have been. I will, like I say, another thing, I, I enjoy the various characters. And uh, the way that they've kind of become a team 
And I, the, the, that Ollie needed computer assistance, so he turns to his secretary. And Diggle is sort of his trainer and assistant. And, and almost accountability. Yeah. Almost, he owns, was, owns him, almost reigns him in. His yeah. conscience sometimes. Yeah, yeah very much. Yeah. Okay. I didn't read Green Arrow much until the Longbow Hunters with Mike Melville. Not, that was a very dark story. Yes. And what I, so what I, I'm not sure on the series is, it seems like I remember a much more funny with the Silly Arrows Green Arrow that was before the Longbow Hunters. So I don't know in the comics, did he start off with, a, with, with his... Uh, Boxing glove arrow? Yeah, well, with, with his non-violent... Code, and then he got darker in the in the Longbow Hunters after something happened to Black Canary. I won't go into the details. But it she got, got better. And, yeah, and got darker a bit at that time. Or did it did it start off dark, go light, and then start off dark? Started Comic books. Start off light. Comics <laughs> during that time were very we're light. At the point where we're in the series, where he's decided not to kill. When we're introduced to him in the '60s, he's already made that decision. Okay. He taught him. himself how to and shoot the, arrows. Thing that is going to happen with her and to make him start shooting people with regular arrogance, it hasn't happened yet in our universe. So he hasn't got to the point where you know, I'm serious. So they sort of reversed down. it in this series. They start him dark and they're getting him lighter in, in the television. Somewhat. Series. But they started him lighter well, and, and I think, dark him I think when the, we pick him up in the Golden Age in the comics, he's been through that period already. He's on the, the major stage, which he is not yet here. So well, remember that he was sort of a spinoff of Batman sure. with the arrow car and the arrow cave and the boxing glove arrows and, st- and, a, and a sidekick named Speedy. I think we just got to him on the show where he's about to be the guy who's going to step onto the main stage with the trick arrows. That's we got to I know, the, but without the trick arrows. Without the trick arrows, yeah. yeah. Hopefully without the boxing glove arrows. Oh, <laughs> you know, I like that one. I want that one to show up. I want the explosive arrow to show up. Yeah, well, the you know, it's really explosive cool. arrows. One of like, the things that's really yeah, well, I mean, when you look at what I think of when I think of that, I think of the of Hawkeye and Avengers and some of his arrows and some of what he pulls out, and some of those arrows would be kind of cool to see him run with. So, and he well, does have a lot of he know, does arrows. use the arrows. I mean, he has arrows with like listening devices, and he yeah, shoots trackers. them into the Flat and he can hear arrows. what's yeah. yeah yeah he can hear what's going on and and. But uh, in the first season, because of the, the rough time he had on the island, he didn't think it particularly bad to be shooting arrows and killing people with it. But the loss of his best friend at the end of that season changed him. And so now you, like I say, the the arrows are not, you know, they're not they're not uh, silly stuff. They're they're essentially ways of, of taking care of them. Like I say, the 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 listening arrow and and all of these other things that are technologically, you know, contemporary. And so I think that that makes that's one of the things I think that makes Arrow fun to watch because you you never really know what he's going to pull out of his quiver and what's going to happen. Uh, and okay, and how about the arrival of Black Canary? Did anybody see, did everybody see that? That was nice. You know what I loved again? <clears throat> the writing. The see the episode ended before where he goes as Arrow to explain to Laura Lance 
what's up? You know, that that all this stuff. And he gets in there, and suddenly he's covered with these red dots. She's got the whole place jammed with with people with a rifle. And they went to a commercial, they went to the end of the episode, like, there won't be another episode. How can you possibly get out of that? And the how he got out of that was Black Canary intervened. And I thought, you know, wow, that's another clever gig. They're bringing in gradually characters from Green Arrow's history with that. I was sure he was toast. Now, I know that he's got to be back next week, but I had no clue as to how he was going to do it. But uh, the introduction of Black Canary, another element in the, the Green Arrow mythos. Yeah. Yeah, I know the interesting thing with Black Canary is the technology that can uh, Sonic as to a superpower sort of still grounded in reality yeah. very much that's why the flash is going to be interesting I think mm. it's going to have a, a superpower and as a result of that we're going to see sort of it's going to be it was going to be fascinating to me when sooner or later they cross paths with the flash oh yeah I said something bad okay yeah. um, <laughs> we don't want to spoil it for them okay to, they, they were the ones that didn't watch it but, oh, okay. So, well, they, they they have some good times ahead. No yeah, they, they definitely that. do. Well, now, the, the Black Canary was not the lady that was introduced in the last episode before the break here. Right. Or was it? Uh, who is, who is the lady that was... Wasn't that Sarah? Sarah was the Black Canary? Sarah is the Black Canary, but the lady that is <coughs> that works for Ra's al Ghul that came to hunt it's her not, down. It's Taya. Yeah, it's Taya. It's Taya. Taya. in the basket in the, in the back. In yeah. The, Batman does, but yeah. Well, apparently she has, she has two daughters now. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, my only complaint oh, with yeah, okay. yeah. so my only complaint with her in the last season is that she takes out this guy at the airport, and there's like nothing in the news, and no, ram- the news. there's no ramification. If that happened today, it would be yeah. everything would be grounded. There'd be news stories. It would be anywhere. And no, she does it. And walks away, and there's nothing mentioned the rest of the episode. She wouldn't yeah. be able to get on a plane. I mean, if this was, you know. Well, she was off the plane by that point, but okay. uh, yeah, she but was, she's she off more than the plane. Go into Star City. It's like, no, I live in the city. The airport would have been shut down immediately, and that place swarmed with TSA. <laughs> oh, yeah. cops. Yeah, yeah. You're bringing too much of the real world into it. Come on, this is yeah. Starling City well, we're talking about. And apparently, nine eleven. Everybody right, exactly. makes, everybody <laughs> makes <laughs> mistakes. Right. That We're now one. in the fringe alternate universe, which we aren't discussing in this panel. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, the uh, and one of the other things I kind of liked was that Barry Allen gave him the mask to wear. That was cool. Because I've been that worried since cool. the beginning of it that one good win and whew, there goes your hood. So depends I like much, depends how much hairspray he has. In that's there right. <laughs> I, I thought that was. I said, well, I, I'm sad it took them that long, but I, I appreciate that they that probably people on Facebook and stuff like that were saying, when did you get a mask? He can't hide all that time under just that hood. What if a strong wind comes along? So we resolved that, and, and he mentions that. And here's another one that a character that I find really interesting, Detective Lance. Oh, I like him. I like. Well, he's he, a cop's cop. He is. Yeah. And I enjoy that because he's, like I say, his daughter now has been, oh, I'm giving away stuff. Maybe they're all gone. Um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, runs into trouble, loses her license to practice law, and uh, goes, climbs in a bottle and stays there afterward. 
And the father, detective, tries to convince her, you need to get back to the person you were. Well, and he knows because he's been there. I mean, his, yeah. his, his past is part of the reason his family struck, you know, broke up because he was addicted to the bottle. Right. So he's just great. Well, the character. actor who plays it, I think, does a wonderful job. Oh, yeah. When they did a uh, sci-fi did a the Dresden Files. Oh yes, oh, he, he was he Dresden. Was, he was Dresden, yeah. And I, I, you know, you see sometimes you see people on the like, where have I seen him before? And as soon as I saw it, I said, "Dang." Paul, Paul Blackthorne, name of the actor. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Yes. It's unfortunate that Dresden Files <laughs> didn't last terribly long, but we got Arrow instead, so I, I guess we can't complain. Any other cool things about Arrow that you've enjoyed that, uh, or things that you thought they, they goofed up? Wow, okay. Anything? Oh, yes. I'll say my favorite scene from um, so far this season, because just, well, moment, not scene, moment, was um, when Felicity went to tell um, uh, Moira Queen, I know what's, what's going on. I don't trust you. Blah, blah, blah. I said, I, you know, I'm going to tell Oliver. You'll never tell Oliver because uh, you're in love with Oliver and you won't want to ruin that. And then Felicity went and told him because Moira Queen doesn't realize that the two of them have this whole other relationship and this whole other trust in one another that they can tell these things to one another. That whole cop relationship that you hear where they're closer to one another than to their, their family members. And it's like Moira totally misjudge a situation and she had to because she doesn't know what her son is doing after hours. <laughs> she doesn't know who he is after the trip to the island at all. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. He came back a different man and that was one of the things that so, the, yeah, we deal so with. Well, now he that, you know, a, girl, a pretty girl who has a crush on him can tell him something that he doesn't want to hear and he won't fly off the handle because yeah. that's not that out <laughs> anymore. Right. Well, and, and she doesn't come right out and tell him. He kind of guesses it. And yeah, because they know each other. Because, like, you know, yeah. Up with you. yeah, come on, you're not acting right. You're not acting normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when Ollie came back, he, you know, he was completely different than he had been before. And like I said, they went to have a Christmas party, and all of that was sort of to provide cover for Ollie to go out as Arrow and, and take down somebody. There is a, like I said, the thing about Oliver Queen that I enjoy, the actor, and he, I, I'm sorry I'm blanking on his name, Steve who plays. Evil. Yes, Stephen. He does yeah. such a terrific job, and I like there they are, and they see each other. Oh, they're happy, and they hug, and we look at the back, and Arrow's face, Ollie's face, is completely, you know, grim, because this is this is going to get in his way of, of trying to do stuff, and he does the the thing climbing up there. Every time I see it, I think I would never get off the first one if I could stay on that one. How about Diggle? Anybody you had something to say on that? Go ahead. Not a giggle, but when you guys have all talked about how they're not dropping in a lot of stuff from the comics, and I have to say I disagree. Oh. But because the two characters, Green Arrow and Black Canary, don't have the following that a Superman and Batman do, I don't know that everybody's familiar, but the way they're doing the lances, they've taken the whole Black Canary mythos from the 40s with this family and dropped it in. Yes. The, the fact that they know each other now as two different people as opposed to Black Canary and Green, Green Arrow, and they're building a relationship that hopefully they're going to get to the point that I know them, um, I, I think it's marvelous because the original Black Canary is Dinah, the first wife. Right. Her husband is Detective Lance. 
Right. Our black narrator, one we know from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, is the second generation. She's the daughter of Detective Lance, and her mother is the original black narrator. Then they dropped some of it. Yeah. But we still got that family connection. And the fact that they put them into his backstory, that he's meeting them this early, they kind of laced a lot of that in later in the rewrites. And I think it's great. The, the fact that his parents are still alive, I think, is great. Because when we're introduced to him, Ollie's now heir to the throne. He's, right. he's got the fortune in his own control, and there are no parents. To have them still alive and be people that he has to deal with, I yeah. think it's incredible. Because we, we lose that. He's just a bad boy. He's, he's the anti-Batman. He, he grew up being the playboy until he got stuck in the island. Right. This one, he's the playboy, but the parents are still in the way. So he has to keep the act up in front of people who don't know. He's really good. Whereas Batman is really who Bruce Wayne is, and the act is just the act. So you're saying that they're, they've gone back more to the, to the roots of Green Arrow? I for, think for... They're, they're dropping in elements from every piece of Green Arrow and Black Canary that they can, but because they were BC-less characters, a lot of people don't know the background, and that's what I love about it, mm -hmm. that I'm seeing all these cool Easter eggs <laughs> that I know about, and most people are like, oh, yeah, I didn't know, you know, that's they, cool. they, they had no clue. Yeah. They're dropping in other characters from, yeah. from and, and changing their origins. I mean, Huntress and Origins change it. Yeah. Originally a Gotham crazy character. They didn't drop it ahead anyway. Yeah, true. Felicity Smoke, as I recall, was from um, Firestorm, the yeah. nuclear man. Yeah. Yeah. And, <coughs> I mean, they got room now because, the, again, the, because they were smaller characters in this universe, they can put it whoever they want. And make them technology based, make them drug based, as long as they're not giving them superpowers because of how they were born genetically, they can do whatever they want and still be true to what they're trying to do with the show. Yeah, and they, I, I, cool. Go ahead. And they brought in Amanda Waller. Yeah. I like that too. She, she's lost a lot of weight in the most recent TV. <laughs> when she was in the comics a lot, she was, you know, a pretty badass. And also in the animated series. Yes. So he, she showed up in the Green Lantern movie, which I apparently am the only one who loved. But what can I say? Every time I ask someone who's seen it, and they and they all say, "No, it was a good movie." I ask, "Why then did all the critics hate it so?" So in some ways, I'd like I'm looking forward with the hope that Green Lantern will pop up. Because remember, Green Lantern and Green Arrow are a team. Not immediately, but maybe as they go down farther down the road. <laughs> well, I like what's one of the things that's happened is with Diggle, and I uh, he's a he's like I say he's named for Andy Diggle, one of the guys who's written Green Arrow, and the fact that he is uh, on more of an equal basis with Ollie Queen than say uh, he's not just a trainer or a butler, he is sort of a a he's a teammate. Yeah. And I think that's really good. And well, that's one of the things that I really liked in this season. We really have begun to see the team really come together. And now that they, you know, Roy Harper is now kind of in the mix. Yes. Uh, with which finally is in the mix after all this time, and and there's and Sarah's in the mix, and there's just it's the team see the the network of people that know who he is that he has to trust, maybe is forced to trust, even though unwillingly at times. Uh, in the long run, is going to make that team a, you know, their, their version of a Justice League type team, which right. is just, which is just phenomenal. It's going to be interesting to see the way that develops and the way they can pull it together. Um, 
And will that become a storyline that becomes too cumbersome? Because when you get a cast of characters, that, a league of characters like that, sometimes that becomes a bit harder to handle in a TV show. But uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. And uh, Does anyone remember how Roy Harper was introduced, the character in the first season? Yeah, he tried to steal... That's right, and he ended up in the in the courtroom, and Laurel Lance is defending him, and he's like, "Oh, he's been so such terrible," and he explains his life as being living in the streets and no family, no friends, no nothing, and all this. And Laurel Lance says, "Okay," and she gets him off of that, and when she takes him home, you know, she's, "Well, wait a minute," I said, "You thought you said you don't you live on the street." I says, listen, lady. He says, don't believe everything that a, a guy is being tried for something, whatever that person says. Right. So he lied through his teeth to her. And I thought, and, and I'm thinking, Roy Harper, you know, Green Arrow's partner. Wow, we, we were kind of going in a little different direction with that. Let's see it then. I disagree. The original Roy Harper was a lot more like Jason Todd when they introduced well. him. Yeah, he was a bad boy that Ollie was going to straighten out. Right. And that's how he brought him under his wing. And he was going to put him on the straight and narrow and, and, and gave him a mission <laughs> in life. Instead of being this reform school kid that he was going to wind up being, Green Arrow gave him a path to follow. And when he falls off the wagon of, of honesty and winds up in the big heroine story, it's a big deal because it's like he's turned his back on everything. He's learned that little bit of time they were together. So... I, I'm not surprised. This is somebody who's obviously done a lot of history research and, and remember that he started out as a bad boy. That yeah. obviously straightened him out. Well, it, like I say, Arthur now is attempting to train him to use the strength that he has and all this stuff. And it makes me laugh that Roy Harper is so impatient. I need to go out there and I want to do this stuff with you and all this other Finally, in order to prevent that from happening, uh, Errol has to reveal his identity to him. And I found that was a, a like I say, and, and I get another clever business about arrows. When, whenever Roy Hopper saw something that the arrow should know, he's to put this arrow at the particular spot. And that's how all he knows that something's going on. I know there's another clever use of the, of the arrow with that kind of stuff. So, again, who knows how, how Roy Harper is going to end up as we go along. But did anybody miss the thing I said at the beginning? Arrow has been renewed for a third season. Yeah. Just want to be sure everyone knows that. Yeah. Good news, good news. And uh, Diggle, like I say, is in some ways training Oliver. So there's sort of this relationship of who's trained, who's the trainee, and then you know who the next one is. So well, professionals never stop being coached. I mean, op opera singers, you know, who are who, who have these big lives and are and appear on the best stages of the planet, they still have a voice coach and they still have exercises every day. Well, in some ways, there was a recent episode where Ollie had kind of come to the realization that he was treating them like servants. That Diggle and Felicity were sort of, he treated them with, with that way. And finally, they confront him on it. And he realizes that they're, they're teammates. They're not just, you know, helpers and stuff. And, and I thought that was a, a touching episode that Arrow, Ollie had to sort of grow a little in order to teach his, to re, you know, to relate to these people as teammates. 
So every once in a while, they, they do something, and I sit there and I go, you know, that's just what I was wondering when he was going to get around to it. So there's been that. See, I just think that's more good writing. Here's a kid who's been privileged his whole life. People work for us. They're not our friends. They, they're our employees. And he had, and then, of course, the aftermath of that was he was on the island, so there was nobody. So right. there was no transition from everybody I know works for me to actually be people my equals and my friends, yes. not just my employees. And he had to be taught that. They, they had to step up and let him know, look, dude, not your employees. You're doing this because we like it. We can always <laughs> do something else. And so he had to realize, okay, there are other people in the world who don't just work for me and my family. They're right. Stacks. What do you know like about that? Happened gradually. Yeah. It started out, and then you reach a point, and I'm like, these fig- these folks had the story arc figured out where where Ollie was going to change in his view of that. It would make no sense if you just <laughs> treated them as friends because they're not as equals as far as finance. They're not as equals as far as education. So it would make sense that he has to learn <laughs> from a rich guy standpoint that these other people are indeed my equals. Mm. Because yes. he was raised in privilege. He's never mingled with, with other people. people. Exactly. Right. He was raised in privilege. So to just show him accepting that doesn't make sense. To show him learning that does. Mm. So it's just smart writing. Well, Felicity came because in these days you just can't have a team without a computer hacker. <laughs> no. And she's, like I say, it started, to, you know, he would say to her, well, can you do this? And she was like, well, yes, you know, and she would do it. I said, can you do something else? And, you know, like, a, give me the uh, uh, the password to get into this uh, criminal organization website. Okay. And finally, one time he came to her and she said, uh, you know, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I understand what you're doing with all of this. So, she you puts know. it together, yeah. Yeah, like she's that. the one that uh, that sort of made sense to. Uh, and like I say, you, gradually the team is growing. What do you think of the character of Slade Wilson? Ooh. So Slade uh, kind of is the guy that's even over Sebastian Blood. And oh, he's well, friend from the island. Oh, well, it's Which, funny because it, in the, we see him, and Ollie Queen says something about somebody who was giving him a rough time. And she said, well, I think it was Laurel or someone said, well, how did you handle that? He says, I put an arrow through his eye. Right. We haven't seen that yet. No. Gave him a Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, kid. Well, it's funny because as we've seen now that Slade Wilson has declared war on Oliver Queen and, and anyone whom he knows. And so I'm waiting for that to kick in. But there again, they have certain storylines that they want to go through, and when that comes, it's probably just going to be dynamite. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Again, they're <laughs> foreshadowing for us what's coming in 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 the future. They're doing a really really good job of uh, balancing the storytelling on, on both ends and and keeping them intertwined and, and aligned together. That's got to be really challenging. To you write. know. I they're thought very well. you're talking about the island, the modern, right? Right. And I, you know, I looked at that because I, you know, I was a fan of Alcatraz when it was out. And Alcatraz played with this, this current <laughs> being current timeline of flying into the past, and it didn't work. I mean, I enjoyed the storylines in the past, but it didn't work. But Arrow is doing it in a way that really ties into what's going in, and it plays in intricately with what's going in currently, and it helps develop the background of the character in a way it's that. Not extra. 
It's well, it's definitely not extra. You you yeah, you need it. You need it to kind of. It's, it's almost like the way episodes would end of different shows, and you learn the moral lesson. This is what he took from the island to achieve this goal. Right. right. This thing is what he learned in the past, and that's why it worked here. And this well, is what is so influencing his action. It's influencing his motivation. Yeah. It it explains his hesitancy. Everything is. What I like about the uh, the actor uh, Stephen Amell, but. Um, when he's on the island, you see his inexperience, uh, his he, his um, he's not qu- he's not quite the broken down person he is after he leaves the island. Right. Uh, he's st- you know he's still, he still he's changed a lot, but he still um, he still views the world you know as, as a spoiled rich kid. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you all think of the, the cast of, of of this show so far? I mean. Yeah, they did. I like the board queen plays uh, uh, Ollie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, she plays all queens. Right, right, right. That's <laughs> true. That's very right, true. Oliver Queen. She was right. Queen Rose on the Kings. Oh, there you go. There you go. You know, well, at least, at least the uh, we don't have the Summer Glow curse playing into this show because don't be picking it, on it, Summer. It got re- it got renewed. It got renewed in spite of Summer Glow being she's, in the show. She's broken her curse. Finally. She's broken her curse. Well, it's interesting. It's interesting, like yeah. I say, Oliver, how he develops. Right from the minute he gets there, he does the the arrow thing. And then there was a funny line in the first season where all the table and stuff. And somebody says, "Well, what, what if we called him Green Arrow?" And somebody says, "Oh, that's so lame." You know. <laughs> and we're chuckling because you know now this season they've started instead of the vigilante they call him the Arrow. Yeah. That's I like that. A, I like that shit. Oh, I, I like that myself. Yeah. I thought they'd done very well. I, again, what they have going on with the characters, Oliver's mom, you know, in in this organization that wants to blow up the city, and and then she ends up in jail because of it. And like I say, she spends several, you know, the the the, the daughters and the, and the son visit her in jail, and you see a little more of a family relationship happening. But he has struggled so much with that to forgive her mom in that whole area. And so. so like I say, all of a sudden the the husband comes around and says, you know, what would you think of running for mayor? See, I don't quite understand, um, you know, Walter Steele's uh, motivation here. Because it, cause especially, I saw it especially when Felicity came up to him and told him what she discovered. And he says, well, I'll tell her. And she knew that he wasn't going to do it. There seems to be something else pulling the strings even for him that, that we haven't seen yet. There's some mastermind maybe behind him that's kind of pushing yeah, my, him out. My respect for Walter went up in that scene. Because when he came back to Moira and, and he's promoting her as as, as, um, as there, I'm like, Kind of a guy are you? She had you kidnapped for God's sake. So I'm like, really, really. Right. So, so then I, oh, there's something, there's something. Okay, Walter. All right, we're good. Yeah. Well, and there's, and there's, and there's still Malcolm Merlin that's still in the mix. He's still out there. He's right. still out there. I mean, he pulled the strings for the trial. There's no reason to say that he's not pulling the strings of this, uh, you know, running for mayor, and we just don't see it. What was the, the guy? There was a, a villain called himself the mayor. Did everyone yeah. see that episode? I thought that was very clever. And here, yeah, and, that you know, was like the, that was just like a, a, a regular city thug. He was yeah. running that part of the town. What didn't he call Mayor Blood? Was that it? Was he? No, he no. Was, he was a black just guy. the mayor. Like, 
He was just called the mayor. Yeah. yeah. And they, but he's the one that came in during the blood drive. Is that the yes, one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yes. <coughs> Sebastian Blood, like I say, the fact that they introduced him as a pretty much upstanding alderman in the city. And here we find, like I say, we, we find out just how awful he is, just as Ollie is forming an alliance with him. And, and again, uh, good stuff. And I'm going to be curious to see what, you know, of course, and at first my reaction to his mother running for mayor, well, she was accused of this, but on, then again, she was found not guilty. Well, and everyone knows right. her, so why I mean, not? How many mayors do we have who have been charged with things, gotten off, and won, and won? Yep. Yeah. Uh, at this point, oh, yep. way more than that. At this point, we're in the double digits for mayors who have been in trouble and won. Right. So, because the name is recognized, so people go and punch people, that people car. Yeah. They go and punch that car. We, we're either very forgiving in society or we forget real quickly. Both. One of the two. Both. you know. Yeah. Forget, forgetful. I think I think probably a combination of both because we realize that people aren't perfect. We're going to make mistakes, and if people can still do the job and do it efficiently, we're willing to kind of overlook some of that. Or, or just you know the name and you don't know why, so you push the button. That's, That's right. right, familiarity. <laughs> but they're doing a good thing with her is that she's a mama bear. She was just <laughs> trying to protect her children. Yes, and they are manipulating that perfectly. Right. <laughs> and. and she owes the city for what she did to the city. Let, yeah, exactly. Let her, you know, let her pay it back by running. Yeah, let, let her, yeah, let her, pay, yeah, let her do, yeah, make amends by running the city. That way, your <laughs> your tax dollars too can be at work. <laughs> they have the best spin doctor I have ever seen. Well, that, that whole business again, that they, they're looking for different things to deal with for each of the characters now. Um, he, uh, Ollie's younger sister now is running the uh, disco or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Place. And it's interesting because that's a place where they can get together without having to worry about the mother walking in on it or the father. It's, it's sort of a, uh, almost, it, it, it's kind of a meeting place for them. The un and of course, right underneath it is the Arrow Cave, if you want to call it. That. Is their HQ? <laughs> their lair. Yeah, their their, their <laughs> HQ. And uh, uh, I loved. And one of the things again that I really enjoyed was the introduction of Barry Allen. It's interesting because in the comics, Barry Allen is always late getting to places. And um, it used to be that he was just slow, but then when he gets to be the Flash, he has to run off and rescue someone and then come back. So, like I say, they had the uh, lightning, and I wondered how they were going to do that. Was he going to be hit with lightning in Starling City? He goes back to Central City, and that's when he gets hit with the lightning. And like I said, we don't know if he's like in a coma or if he, you know, or there's something going on. But that has that has been officially stated that there will be a Flash series, and if it's done by the same people who do Arrow, I will be there with my bells on, no doubt about it. Yeah, the last Flash TV series didn't work very well. To be honest, I actually liked it. I liked it. I liked it. It's funny that Harlan was it Harlan Ellison was one of the writers, and and they did all this stuff, and it was. You know, Mark Hamill came in as a trickster and all those other things. I enjoyed that. I that never saw it. That was the one show I felt that was ahead of the technology. Oh. I think if they remade it now, with exactly the same cast and exactly the same script, it'd be a better show. Because they can do more. But in some ways, I think that's one of the reasons why they picked The Flash to kind of 
spin off some of the things that they're doing in, in an era. Make your dad look like Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And that's the other reason to do it now rather than back then. So, um, Miles, go ahead. Oh, just um, we're, we're harkening back to the old Flash show back in the early 90s. The actor who played uh, Barry Allen, The Flash, he's going to make an appearance in the new Flash. Oh, is he? Yeah. Excellent. I remember he said this, and we're just a quick diverse hit here. Um, One of the CBS executives were walking through the hallway, and the guy who was The Flash, they walked by, and the the suit guy stops him and says, you know, if we did our job right, you'd still have a TV show. So I had to agree. I had to agree. There were things on that flat series that I thought were excellently done. But getting back to Arrow, we see now, like I say, that somebody is, uh, ah, we're coming. So uh, we're kind of coming to the point now, and I'm going to be fascinated to see how they end the second season, knowing there's a third season coming. What would you like to see? Is there anything that you find interesting or any other, any changes you'd like to see made? I just want to see the good writing continue. I don't care. Let, take take me on a journey. Take me take me wherever you're going to take me, but continue to keep the writing, the tension, the carrot. Help me to continue to love and develop the characters. I'm all for it. Let me give you my if it's not my favorite moment in all of Arrow, it is right there. Here's the guy with a kill switch, <coughs> and he says to Arrow, he says, "If I let go of this, you know, if I push down on this, the city is going to get blown up." And and so you don't you better not shoot anything at me because all this so so for a moment green arrow and shoot he shoots the arrow I warned you the guy says click 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 and he holds the thing up and what arrow had done was cut the cord so he could click there it was purple and there was not going to be any of that and I thought brilliant stroke says now he doesn't kill he has to be smarter in his use of arrows i thought i just loved that i laughed out loud and like i say you they finally show you that that the wire's been cut again good writing clever stuff more to come anybody else have any I just like to see them drop in more of the Green Arrow villains. He's got <clears throat> his Rose Gallery is different from Batman's. And yes. Flashes. They're just interesting guys. Yes. And most of them are just the run the mill thieves. A few of them are assassins, but they make them think harder and uh, they're easy to drop in. They don't have a lot of superpowers. Yeah. I, I'd love to see more. Well, they've, they've not been afraid to bring in Batman villains with Rachel Ghoul and. Uh, and that kind of stuff, and Deadshot, you yeah. know, and oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been like I say, the first season I thought was terrific. The second season has been even better. Like I say, it's my second favorite, my top favorite comic book related show, and my second favorite TV show. If Person of Interest wasn't so really good, I would be happy just to watch Arrow. But both of them are excellent. And again, a lot of it has to do with the writing and the actors, the characters that they portray. And <coughs> again, the fact now that they, Arrow, the first season, by the way, was renewed about like five weeks in. So this time they renewed it again early, and 
it says something about the audience numbers. They're very good, and even in the 18 to 54 demographic. So Arrow is doing something right because it is a it is a good show, and people recognize it as a good show. And I, well, I couldn't ask for more on that. And it's not on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't very get good. canceled like three episodes in. No, very good. All right. I believe that's about it. Thank you for coming to the panel. Appreciate it.